The following is a presentation of the Open Door Bible Baptist Church and Pastor Chris Tice. For more audio and video content, please check us out on the web at www.opendoornj.org. Again, family can be a blessing or it can be a curse. And I don't know about you, but maybe you got saved and you had some family members that you had to overcome in order to follow the Lord. Uh, perhaps uh, you've, you've learned through this that family sometimes can be a blessing and sometimes family can be a curse. Uh, and uh, in Moses' life, there were times where they were a blessing. There were times when they weren't a blessing. Uh, there were times where he had to overcome, if you would, influence. There were times where they uh, were undergirding and helping him. But uh, we're here tonight, family-type uh, service. And, and um, I, I think it's important for us to make a choice, if you would, as members of our immediate family, as members of the family of God, as we have a role to play, boy, often our roles is a support role, isn't it? That we're to support, we're to undergird, we're to help, uh, we're to encourage uh, those that are leading in our lives, and then there's uh, parts uh, of our life where we're the leader, and we need support. Anybody uh, have to make decisions, and boy, it's great when you have a support group to help you. Uh, It's great when you have people around you that are encouraging you and supporting you and uh, it, boy, it's, it's, such a, it's such a hindrance when, when people aren't that way. If you notice, God called Moses. God said, I'm with you. But here at the end of the chapter, it was like Moses' family said, we're with you too. God said, I'm with you. Uh, and Moses needed to go. But notice the first thing that he did after God uh, said he was with him is that he had to go to his father-in-law. I mean, 40 years he lived where he lived. Could you imagine I mean, uprooting after 40 years and taking your family from where they grew up and taking them from where they were and saying, okay, now we're going to go back to this place where uh, possibly I could be arrested or be killed, and uh, I'm going to stand before Pharaoh and give a message he doesn't want to hear, and I'm going to bring my family into this, and I'm going to lead them through this, and don't you think that was something as a father, as a husband, that would have been on his mind? I mean, thinking... How in the world am I going to do this? As a matter of fact, I mean, I worked for my father-in-law. He had to, he had to quit his job first. You think about moving. Uh, moving is a difficult thing as it is. Moving jobs, uh, moving positions, moving roles, moving your family. And think about Abraham. The Bible says Abraham left not knowing whither he went, but he, he took his whole family, packed them up, and he took them, uh, uh, and he followed the Lord. Boy, that's difficult. And sometimes it's hard for family to understand it's hard for them to get what's going on or, or why you're doing what you're doing. But you notice we all have a role to play in being a support. When it comes to the family of God as a church, boy, we could choose to be uh, uh, one thing or we could choose to be other. We could choose to be for or we could choose to be against. We could choose to be a blessing or we could choose to be a blockade. And that's number one tonight. Uh, you can be a blessing or you can be a blockade. If you look at uh, verse number 18, uh, he says, he went into Jethro's father-in-law. How many know uh, in-laws can be a blessing or they can be a blockade? <laughs> Especially the mother-in-law side, right? No, but, no, there's been enough of those jokes. But, you know, uh, you know in-laws uh, can be a blessing or they can be a blockade. There was one thing that um, just reminded me this weekend. We, we did a marriage retreat and my mother and father-in-law chose to come to the marriage retreat. And I thought, Boy, my mother-in-law is a glutton for punishment. She wants to go to marriage retreat that I'm leading. <laughs> and uh, I thought, that's, that's, that's something. And, you know, she, she's there, and, and my father-in-law's there. And what an encouragement they, they were to me and to my wife. And, uh, boy, they were there, and they're thinking, we have something to learn. Being married, they were there, uh, married 42 years. Uh, they just celebrated their anniversary. And I thought, 
What a blessing that was to think that they thought they had something more to learn when really they probably could have been teaching, if you would. That they thought they were coming to be, and, and they came at the end, they said, what a blessing, what a help that was. And you know, they didn't look at, and we had a speaker that was there, and he's about to celebrate 25 years of marriage. They didn't look and say, well, we've been married 42 years, we could be teaching. A... No, they just, they approached and said, boy, we have something that we could still learn from God's word when it comes to marriage. We're here to be a support. We're here to be a help. You know, I can't tell you how much it's a blessing in my marriage that I have in-laws, that I have parents uh, that are supportive to us following the Lord. You know, you may find yourself in a position one day where you become an in-law or you become a parent, and uh, boy, in-laws can be a blockade or they can be a blessing. You know, as we're the people of God and the family of God, we could choose to be a blessing or we could choose to be a blockade when it comes to following the Lord, can't we? Jethro, notice his response. He says, go in peace. He encourages Moses. Hey, Moses, go. He, he chooses to be a peacemaker here. He didn't say, what? You're going to take my daughter where? Why? You know, why are you doing this? Why are you going? We don't see him questioning Moses. We don't see him pressuring Moses. We don't see him doubting Moses. We see him supporting Moses. Here's a man who may not have understood all that God had put in Moses' heart to do, but it's interesting to me that Jethro didn't need the signs and the wonders to let Moses go, if you would. You notice Pharaoh, he was going to need all these signs and all these wonders in order to let the people of God go, but Jethro didn't need some kind of sign or wonder. He said, if God told you to do it, go in peace. If this is what God has put in your heart to do, go in peace. I want to be a support. I want to be a blessing rather than a blockade. You know, it comes to my family. I want to support my wife as she follows the Lord. I want to support my children as they follow the Lord. I want to support our church family as we follow the Lord. I don't want to be a blockade to anyone following Jesus. Are you with me? But, you know, sometimes we can be a blockade rather than a blessing, can't we? Uh, we can choose to stand in the way. We can choose to question. We can choose to critique. We can choose to be uh, uh, against uh, what God is trying to do in somebody else's life rather than just standing and being a blessing. You know, so it would do us well, all of us, tonight as a church family. I know it's just, just to be practical tonight as we talk about family. As we just choose to be a blessing to other people and following the Lord. You, you know, there's enough blockades uh, outside of God's church that we don't need blockades inside the church. Are you with me? You know, people are facing enough opposition in following Jesus outside the walls of the church. Why in the world, why in the world would someone inside the church say, I'm going to be a block, I'm going to stand, in the, I'm going to be the one that speaks out against, I'm going to be the one that causes the disruption to be the blockade. Listen, I don't want to be a blockade in God's church. I want to be a blessing. How about you? I don't want to be a blockade in my family. I want to be a blessing. How about you? Jethro chose, he chose, he could have been someone else. He could have said something else. He could have responded in a different way. He could have tried to reason or talk Moses out of what God was calling him to do. But instead he said, no, I'm going to be a blessing. And by the way, I believe that that is a choice that we make. In other words, we can, we can take the position of being a blockade. And some people, they pride themselves in being blockades, of being speed bumps, of being, uh, you know, the, the cautionary, uh, I won't let someone go. I'm, not, I'm always going to be the one that blocks, if you would. I don't think that should be our attitude. Family can be a blessing or it can be a blockade. Jethro blessed and encouraged. Number two tonight, you can be obedient or you can be obstinate. You can be obedient or you can be obstinate. Um, if you look at verse number 20, 
The Bible says Moses took his wife and his sons, and he set them upon the ass, and he returned to the land of Egypt, and Moses took the rod of God in his hand. Not only did he get the blessing, if you would, from the father-in-law, but you notice that his wife and his sons, they followed him. They went with him. They supported him. They were, they were helpful in the process of saying, okay, Moses, you're going to follow. We're with you. Hey, listen, uh, young people tonight, you've got parents, and they're trying to follow Jesus. Uh, you need to be obedient. You need to follow them. You need to, be, you need to choose, hey, listen, I'm going to follow the example, the authorities that God's put in my life, and I'm going to be a blessing. I'm going to be obedient. Even if I don't understand it all, even if I don't get it all, I don't think that uh, when dad moves and changes jobs that the kids always get it, if you would. I, I, don't, I don't think when dad decides to make a decision or makes a choice to lead his family in another direction that, that the kids always get it, that they always understand it. But I'm glad, at least in this case, we see a supportive wife and we see supportive children and they're following, they're going with him. They could have chosen to stay behind. They could have chosen to say no. They could have said, hey, listen, you, it's either us or God, you know. Now, no wife's ever done that before to her husband, right? It's either me or God. You choose, you didn't do that, or you're going to follow God, or you're going to do what I want. They, you can be obedient, or you can be obstinate. Hey, listen, uh, where his family chose to be obedient, Pharaoh was going to be obstinate. You think about who Pharaoh was. Moses was raised by Pharaoh's daughter. We know that Pharaoh had, had died and passed away. And the one that took his place was probably somebody that Moses was close to. A lot of people believe his half-brother in some sort of way or stepbrother, somebody that he uh, grew up with, that he uh, had experienced time with in the palace, would have been like a brother to him. You notice he was going to have to go and he was going to have to speak to that brother and that brother was going to be an obstacle to him. That, that man that he was going to speak to was not going to be obedient to the voice of the Lord, was not going to listen to the voice of the Lord. God even told him that's what was going to happen. He said, you're going to go, and Pharaoh's not going to receive your message. I'm just letting you know. How many love to go to talk to somebody about something, and you know they're not going to receive you? It's always a wonderful thing, isn't it? It's always something we really look forward to. I tell you, as a pastor, it's the number one thing I look forward to, talking to somebody that I know is not going to want to listen to me. You know, and, and, and a lot of times it's so difficult. I mean, as a parent, uh, how many parents, they really enjoy doing that? You know, you're going to talk to them. And you know they're not listening to you. They're, they're not hearing uh, what you're saying. They're not going to be obedient. That's a tough time to, to give a message, isn't it? There were some men in, in, in God's word that we see that were faithful to the word of God, even though the people would not receive what they said. You know, God has always called uh, his men to be faithful to the word of God, no matter what the hearers do with it no matter what the audience does with it, no matter what the crowd does with it. Sometimes it's encouraging as some people take a hold of God's word and they follow. Sometimes it's discouraging as you think, boy, is it falling on deaf ears? Is anybody listening? Or are we applying it to ourselves? And sometimes we open up God's word and we, we love to apply God's word to other people, but we hate to apply it to ourselves. You know, some people are thinking tonight, boy, I wish so-and-so was here. They could really use this message tonight. But you're here. And, uh, you know, we're here to listen to the word of God tonight. I'm not, I'm not speaking to uh, uh, someone else tonight. We're speaking here tonight. And I think all of us need to be thinking, God, what, what position would you have to be, me to take when it comes to your will? And you notice Moses is, is, is faced with this task, but God gives him a blessing of uh, a family who's obedient. But then we also see something else when it comes to Moses' marriage. We see... Uh, 
an insight into his marital conflict. How many know that no marriage is perfect? I've heard, I've heard couples say uh, really outrageous things like, we've never had an argument, we've never had disagreement. I'm, I'm just like, I, I don't know what planet you live. You must not talk to each other. Do you even live in the same house? You know, and I think, uh, you know, think, oh, we never have an argument, never. And you find out they've been married for like three months. Never have an argument, never have a disagreement. The, the truth is that all of us know we're all going to have, we're going to have conflict of interest, aren't we? There's going to be conflict. We see this even in, mar- in Moses' own marriage, that apparently there was a little bit of conflict there. Moses had a different background than his wife did. Zipporah, uh, she apparently, she had opposed Moses at one time when it came to Moses following law, when it came to the practice of circumcision with their children. And she didn't want that to, to happen with their second son. She kind of gave in, and the second time around, she said, no, no, no not, not this time. Not with our second son. I'm not going to do it. Moses, apparently, uh, he, said, he said, okay, I'll let you have your way uh, with this one. Moses gave in to his wife, and she didn't want to do what he said God wanted him to do. And, and uh, really, God deals with Moses here in verse number 24. The Bible, the Bible is just kind of a weird excerpt right here in the center. How many know that um, often marital fights come at the wrong time, and it really, they're not convenient ever? You know that conflict? You've never had a fight on the way to church, have you? Or before church, or after church. Or how about just, I mean, marital conflict does never, never comes at a good time. It's not like, oh, you know, oh, why don't you wait until it's a good time to have this argument? There's never a good time for it. There's, there's never a good time for conflict or, or disagreements. And you notice, like, kind of right smack dab in the middle of the passage, we kind of have this little excerpt here that God decides to throw in to give us insight in, in the fact that Moses and Zipporah did not have a perfect marriage. As a matter of fact, they had a conflict of interest. They had a different cultural background. There was a clash of opinions here. And uh, Moses, because he gave in to his wife rather than leading her to be obedient to God, uh, she, she persisted to say no when he said, this is what we need to do. And, and we kind of get insight into that. I don't know how it went down. I'm not sure really how the argument happened. You can play it out in your own mind just like I can as a look at the word of God. If you've ever had marital conflict, you kind of know how it goes, don't you? It's not, it's not pleasant. It's not fun. And uh, here they are, they're, they're, uh, they're kind of going back and forth, they come to this compromise, but it shows us that God was not pleased with Moses' compromise. As a matter of fact, the Bible tells us that Moses was sick nigh unto death because he gave in to what she had wanted to do rather than following the Lord. You know, that kind of tells us here uh, when it comes to our marriages, hey, listen, with your spouse, you can be faithful or you can cause friction. You, you, can, you can be obedient or you can be obstinate. You can be a blessing or you can be a blockade when it comes to your spouse following the Lord Jesus Christ. A lot of times, uh, it's kind of a battle. It's kind of a fight, either, isn't it? Because it's a battle of the wills. And really, all of us as, as, as married couples tonight uh, should both come to the Lord and say, hey, we both want to follow God's word. We both want to follow what God's word has to say. We both want to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Boy, we can have unity when we all do that, don't we? But when you have one, one spouse that wants to follow the Lord and another that doesn't, you're going to have conflict. And I tell you, sometimes the one that doesn't want to follow the Lord is the one that wins out. Is the one that, you know, um, uh, you know it's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, sometimes men will do for peace about anything. You know, uh, they're like, I'll be peace if you be quiet, right? 
You know, I, I just want to, I, I don't want to have, I don't want to have argument. I don't want to have, and so they'll just give in. They'll just give in because they don't, they don't want to, and boy, there's the burden of leadership when it comes uh, to a marriage and the, uh, for a husband to lead his family, to lead his home. And as a, as a wife tonight, you can be a blessing or you can be a burden or a blockade. You can, you can be obedient or you can be obstinate. You can, you can be faithful or you can cause friction. And I think tonight all of us would say, hey, I want to be faithful. You notice even how she follows in verse number 25, she took a sharp stone, cut off the foreskin of her son. Boy, this is really awesome, isn't it? It's just kind of like she does this thing and, and uh, she, she kind of throws it in his face. She says, you're a bloody man. You know, such a bloody husband art thou to me. Uh, she's following, but she's not following in her will, is she? She's kind of like, I'll do this, but I'm not really, I'm still going to let you know that I'm not for what you're doing. Nobody's ever done that before, right? Kind of went along with it, but you really made everybody know that you were not for it. Kind of went along with it, but, you know, really not make it, want to make it known that uh, I'm not, anybody ever have anything thrown at them before? I don't think probably as worse as this, but, you know, sometimes uh, things fly in marital conflict, Right? You know, and, and here, uh, here they're, uh, they're arguing over something, and, and it has to do with being obedient to God's word. You know, now I'm glad that that's not an issue that usually we fight about in marriage. I hope that's not an issue you're fighting about in marriage. Uh, but, but here it is that um, there was some kind of conflict that was here, and it involved Moses being obedient to God. Moses chose to have peace with his wife rather than obey God, and he paid the consequence for doing that. He said as a husband, he learned as a husband, I need to follow God. I need to do what God says. I need to encourage my wife uh, to follow the Lord, and I need to be faithful to the Lord even if there's opposition. Hey, listen, as husbands and wives, we need to follow the Lord even when it's difficult to do it, even when, even when there's opposition uh, for it. Uh, I'm thankful that uh, when I opposed uh, authorities in my life that, that those authorities that were spiritual followed the Lord regardless of my opposition rebellion. How about you? You know, that, that, that even though I may have been a voice of opposition or maybe in some point, points in my life chose to be a blockade, I'm thankful for those that have been faithful to the Lord and been faithful to obey Christ and faithful to encourage. And how about this? Even sometimes faithful to withstand me when I wanted to do that which was wrong. And, you know, it's great because we love it when we're the ones doing what's right, but when we're the ones that are opposing, I wonder tonight how many of us would say I'm thankful for those who stood for what's right even when I opposed it, who did what was right even when I opposed it, even when I didn't agree with it. We can be a blessing or we can be a blockade. We can be obedient or we can be obstinate. We can be faithful or we can cause friction. Number four tonight, we can be compassionate or we can be a critic. We can be compassionate or we can be a critic. I always marvels, uh, it's, it's always a marvel to me when I see people in God's church or in a family unit or in some place where God says there should be unity, and somebody takes the position of thinking they're the critic. They're the one that's supposed to, if you would, keep everybody else accountable. They're the one in the church, if you would, that's supposed to examine every sermon, and they're supposed to let people know when they agree with the pastor, disagree with him. Uh, uh, and uh, by the way, I'm always marveling the same way when there's children that are that way about their parents, when uh, they think that they're, they're there to let people know when they agree with their parents' decision or when they disagree with their parents' decision. Hey, listen, it's not our, it's not our position when it comes to spiritual authority to, to be the critic. Notice Aaron uh, in verse number 
uh, in verse number 27. Here's, here's Moses' brother. And the Lord said to Aaron, go into the wilderness to meet Moses. Notice Aaron chooses to be obedient. He went, he met him in the mount of God, and notice he kissed him. Moses told Aaron all the words of the Lord which, who had sent him and all the signs which he had commanded him. And Moses and Aaron went and gathered together all the elders of the children of Israel. Aaron didn't show up to Moses and say, Moses, I think your plan's crazy. I think what you want to do is crazy. Notice he shows up and he's compassionate towards Moses. He meets him. He obeys God. He shows up in the wilderness. He embraces his brother. He kisses his brother and he says, hey, I'm here. I'm here to help you. I want to help you follow the Lord. I'm going to be compassionate. Uh, I'm not going to be a critic. Hey, listen, how many of it would do us good if we would, if we would uh, take that position tonight? I'm going to be compassionate. I'm going to be loving. I'm going to be supporting. Uh, I'm going to be helpful uh, rather than be a critic. Aaron chose to be loving. He chose to be receptive uh, to his brother rather than criticize him in God, when it came to God's plan. You know, I'm thankful uh, that we have God's church because, by and large, most people, when it comes to God's plan, I think uh, in our church, I'm I'm very much uh, encouraged by people because they're saying, hey, listen, uh, if this is what God wants, this is what we want to do. We want to do what God wants. Hey, listen, I think that's why we all all come together. We have unity. We're we're coming together to say, hey, let's follow the Lord together. Let's encourage one another to follow the Lord together. Oh, yeah, we may have differences of opinion. We may see things... Uh, We may not always see things eye to eye, but we want to be compassionate, be loving, be supportive one to another, be brothers and sisters in Christ. And we can choose to be compassionate or we can choose uh, to be a critic. Can I say this tonight? Serve God with your family. Don't serve God apart from your family. I think sometimes we look at it and we say, well, I'm going to serve God and my family, you know, we kind of compartmentalize our life. I think we should serve God with our families. I think God's given us our families to lead them, and, to, and to, I'm hoping that my children, uh, when it's their choice, choose to serve God, but I want to lead them, and I want to serve God with them. I want them to be a part of serving God and, and understand, hey, listen, I believe I don't do this because I don't like it. I mean, I, I love being able to serve God's church. I really do love what God's called us to do, and I believe that God's calling for that is not just on me. It's on our whole family. Sometimes that can be hard. You can imagine sometimes being part of a, I was talking to my cousin today, his dad was a pastor and, and he remembers some of the times we were talking, just kind of reminiscing a little bit about those things. And, and boy, sometimes it's not easy being part of a pastor's family. Sometimes it can be very trying. Sometimes it can be very difficult. I, I, I mentioned that today. Uh, you know, sometimes uh, the worst burden, uh, the people that have to bear the, bear, bear the heaviest burden in ministry is often the pastor's wife and, uh, and his children. And sometimes people could be cruel uh, towards them. Some people could, people could not be supportive or use them to hurt. Uh, the, and you think about why in the world would people who call themselves Christians ever be guilty of doing something like that? But it show you how we're all dysfunctional sometimes as a family, and sometimes we can be manipulative rather than we can be uh, helpful. We can be judgmental, all while at telling people they shouldn't judge, being very judgmental of everyone else. It's often, it, it's precarious to me why people who often shout about not judging the loudest or not being judged the loudest are often the most judgmental people. They're always talking about not being judged and how everybody else is judging them, but at the same time, they're judging everybody else, saying that's what everybody else is doing to them. 
It's amazing how we think so much of ourselves that we think everybody's always thinking about us, everybody's always talking about us, everybody's always opposing us. I don't think that. I think we've got a great church family. I think we've got a great, great, uh, great family of God. I'm not assuming the worst of people. And I think we ought to be gracious to one another, loving to one another, forgiving to one another, and seeking to restore and move forward together, not looking for little pockets, little segments, uh, little, little cliques within uh, uh, the, the family unit, if you would, where we can find people who want to do something other than what God says we should do together. I think we can all serve God together. How about you? I think we can be together on moving forward and following God. I don't think we have to have this unity. I think sometimes we just choose to have this unity. I think sometimes it's a choice that we make. Well, I'm just saying, if I'm not going to be the center of attention, then I'm going to make sure that people pay attention to me because I'm going to be a distraction. I'm going to be in opposition. I'm going to be a blockade. I'm I'm not going to be a critic uh, rather than a support. Uh, we're not all, hey, listen, uh, uh, newsflash, I'm not going to be perfect. Newsflash, you, you're not going to be perfect. I'm not always going to say the right things. You're not always going to say the right things. Uh, you're not always going to respond the right, I'm not always going to respond the right way. I think sometimes we have unrealistic expectations in the church. We think everybody's going to be, be perfect because I think that we kind of present ourselves that way outwardly. I think we need to be a little bit more honest with ourselves. Anybody ever fail? Anybody ever fall? Everybody think wrong, say wrong, act wrong, respond wrong? The best thing to do is just say, boy, I just, I messed up. I'm not, I'm not perfect. And we shouldn't walk around like we are. And I think uh, we don't need to act like we are. I think, I think the, the idea is that we're in an environment where forgiveness should be the most optimum uh, thing here in this environment that, hey, listen, we understand that if you're here, you're going to mess up. We understand you're going to make mistakes. That doesn't mean we need, to dis- we need to separate from one another. That means we just need to love one another. That means we need to be forgiving. We need to be kind to each other. Sometimes I think people think when they disagree with me or they disagree with if every time we had a disagreement, we separated, boy, that would make for a poor marriage relationship, wouldn't it? That would make for a poor parental child relationship, wouldn't it? The idea with disagreement is that we come together, that we work through those things, that we're kind one to another, that we're tender-hearted, forgiving one another. I hope that you understand tonight this message is not so much because I see a problem, but because I'm trying to be proactive. You with me? It's not, it, this, is not, uh, this is not preaching at anyone tonight. And I think sometimes people think that. They think, well, we're, we're preaching towards or at somebody in particular. No, this is proactive. I hope you understand that. That's my spirit tonight. The idea is that, the idea is that there could be problems. The idea is that there could be situations that arise that, that could cause disunity. The idea is that we could, uh, we could be facing uh, an issue, but w- what we should do is, as God's churches choose, hey, we're going to be a blessing to each other, not a blockade. We're going to be a help to each other. We're going to be faithful to each other. We're going to be compassionate uh, to each other. We can, number five, be a support or we can stand in the way. We can be a support or we can stand in the way. You know, it, it's interesting sometimes because I think we think that words are the greatest support. But the truth is, words are not the greatest support. Actions are the greatest support. I'm thankful for supportive words. How about you? 
Are you with me? I mean, everybody likes to be encouraged. But I've learned this along the way, is that uh, you don't listen very long to the ranters or to the ravers. Because both are really extreme on one side or the other. In other words, there's some people that are just overflowing with the compliments. That is so incredible. You saw, and you know, by the way, you don't listen very long to. They say you take uh, compliments and criticisms, uh, you treat them both like chewing gum. You chew on them for a while, but don't swallow them. Because I don't want to think in through compliments that, oh boy, and sometimes people just, just overflowing. You don't listen to ravers very long. You don't listen to ranters very long. But I think all of us, we think, well, I want to be responsible. Sometimes we think that the greatest support we can give is our words. Words are supportive, but actions speak louder than words, don't they? I can say that I'm supportive and not be supportive. I can talk like I'm supportive and not be supportive. I can speak in in a way that might be supportive, and at the same time, my actions go against uh, what I'm saying with my words. Sometimes we come together and we know all the right lingo. We know the church talk. We know the language. And sometimes we feel the pressure to talk in a way that nobody else talks in the world. But I'm, I'm telling you tonight that I think we need to understand as far as our support goes as Christians, we, we're, we're supposed to love and undergird and support one another as a family of God. And when it comes to your personal family, you can be a supporter, you can stand in the way. Aaron supported and stood with his brother. Notice uh, he went with Moses. He stood with Moses before Pharaoh. He went with Moses before Israel. He was a support. I think of in the Bible how Paul went with Silas, how uh, Paul went with Barnabas. How God always had a supporter, an encourager there to help him and support him along the way. We can be a blessing or we can be a blockade. We can be obedient or we can be obstinate. We can be faithful or we can cause friction. We can be compassionate or be a critic. We can be a support or stand in the way. And then lastly tonight, we can be thankful or we can be tiring. We can be thankful or we can be tiring. Look at verse number 30. And Aaron spake all the words which the Lord had spoken unto Moses and did the signs in the sight of the people. And notice the people's response. The people what? Anybody in their Bible tonight? The people what? The people what? All right, I'm going to let you go in a minute, but you got to let me know that you're here first. The people what? Good, thank you. I appreciate that. Now you can go back to sleep. The people believed... And when they had heard that the Lord had visited the children of Israel and that he had looked upon their affliction, then they bowed their heads and worshiped. Notice their response to God's word. They chose to believe God's word. They they chose to respond in thankfulness to God's word. They chose to worship in response to God's word. They didn't walk away and say, oh, we're going to be a blockade. We're going to be a critic Listen, uh, uh, I think in church, we don't need a class clown. <laughs> we, we don't need a critic. But we, we don't need, when it comes to, I'm not saying, listen, uh, everything I'm going to say is going to be perfect, or everything you're going to say is going to be perfect. But what I am saying tonight is, hey, we should be here to support God's word and the work of God uh, that happens within God's church. And we want to be a help. We want to be a blessing. We want to respond in gratitude and thankfulness. How many, how many know there's been times where you've just taken for granted the things that God has done for you? 
The fact that God would send a deliverer to the nation of Israel to do these wonders, do these signs, God was saying, I love you, I love you, I love you. And sometimes it's amazing how much God shows his love to individuals and how their response is nothing but opposition. God is saying, I love you, I love you. You know, when God gave us his word, he said, I love you. He loves us, doesn't he? We don't deserve his word, but he's given us his word. We don't deserve his love. He's given us his love. We don't deserve salvation, but he's given it to us, hasn't he, tonight? And he loves us. What's our response to that love? Some people, they walk away, they reject it. Some people question it. Some people criticize it. But some people just, they receive it and they worship God. Israel chose. Now, here's the thing that's interesting in this. All of these individuals, at one point or another were the opposite of what they were in the scripture here. Meaning this, was there not a time where Aaron did not support his brother? Was there a time where Aaron was not so compassionate towards his brother and would rather became a critic towards Moses' leadership rather than compassionate? Was there a time where we saw tonight, there's both, there's a time where Zipporah followed him, there's a time where Zipporah opposed him. You see, inside of us is the capacity to be one or another, and sometimes we choose one or the other. Sometimes we're not consistent to be what we should be. And the message tonight, I I know a lot of these things just kind of say the same thing, but that's kind of the point. When it comes to family, whether it be your family, your marriage, your children, or whether it comes to the family of God that's here, I think all of us need to make of a choice of ourselves and say, hey, listen, I'm going to be a blessing, not a blockade. I'm not going to be a blockade. I'm going to be obedient to God's word. I'm not going to be obstinate. I'm going to be faithful rather than cause friction. I'm going to be compassionate rather than be a critic. I'm going to be a support rather than stand in the way. I'm going to be thankful rather than be someone that's just tiring. Some people, I'll just be honest tonight, How many of you work in some capacity that serves people? You know, how many know that some people are a blessing and some people just wear you out? There's some people you go, boy, breath of fresh air. And there's some people you walk out and you need some air freshener. You know, there's, there's some people you interact with and it's like, Boy, peacemaker. And there's some people you walk away from, you go, boy, troublemaker. Isn't it interesting? It's a a life choice, isn't it? It's how you choose to live. It's how you choose to uh, approach. But boy, as a pastor tonight, I can tell you that some people are a blessing and some people just wear you out. And you pray for them and you love them and you support them and you help them. It's amazing sometimes You can help somebody a hundred times and not help them one time, and they'll focus on the one time you didn't help them. You you can do for someone a thousand times and not do for them once, and they'll focus on the one time. You say, boy, you should... Because they're having unrealistic expectations because I really feel like they're not satisfied themselves inwardly with who they are and their acceptance in Christ. Sometimes, boy, we can just wear people out. I think when we come in, I hope that you understand that my position here, I'm not wanting to wear you out. 
I want to serve you. I want to be a blessing to you. I want to help you. I don't want to oppose you. But in some cases, we're going to have differences of opinion. And I'm okay with that as long as we're both in agreement that we're going to do what God's word says when that happens. Are you with me? I'm okay with that as long as we're both in agreement that we're going to settle it in a way that's pleasing to the Lord and ultimately we're going to come closer together as a result of it. We're not going to separate from each other. We're going to support each other. We're going to love each other. We're going to be kind to one another. We're going to be tenderhearted to one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. And boy, that should be all of our position tonight when it comes to whether our personal family, whether it's in your marriage or it's in your home with your children. Every young person tonight, you should make that decision. In my house, I'm not going to wear my parents out. I'm going to be a blessing. In my house, I'm not going to be obstinate. I'm going to be obedient. I'm not going to be a blockade. I'm going to be a blessing. Some parents are more wore out than they should be because they have children that are choosing not to obey them. But the truth is that I, all of us have the decision that we could make. We could say, I'm going to be a blessing or I'm going to be a blockade. And the truth is that you'll get a blessing by, be a bless, by being a blessing. People that choose to be a blessing always get a blessing. People that serve often see the greatest miracles. They often get the greatest blessings. And people that serve themselves boy, they're often just miserable. They're miserable. You can come and you can be a critic. Or you can come and you can say, I'm going to be compassionate. I'm going to be a part of what God is doing. I think all of us together, and by the way, that's just the thought at the end of the day for all of us together. Let's not let little things come between God's people who have a big God and are here to accomplish a big purpose. A lot of times the greatest things that come between people are little things. Just little things that, by the way, in the, in the end, don't even matter. And the truth is, is God has seen fit to put us all together. If, if you're in a marriage tonight, God's seen fit to put you in that marriage. Make it work. Be a blessing to each other. Work hard at it. Encourage one another. Be a support. God's put you in the family that you're in. He's given you the parents that he's given you. He's given you the children that he's given you. Make it work. Stop making excuses why it can't work. Make it work. You can do it, but often we just choose not to do it. And God's brought us all together as a family of God. And I'm saying, let's make it work. And again, the message is not because I see the problem. The message is, again, because I want to be proactive. I want to say tonight, we all can agree together and make it work. And we can move forward because I, I think a lot of times we miss the blessing of serving God together and having unity because we just choose not to. Let's make a choice to be who we should be because I think family matters. If God has used this ministry in any way to be a blessing to you, please take a moment to send us an email to info at opendoornj.org. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so online at opendoornj.org. Thanks for tuning in.